is an interview series where I talk to different people and uh, ask them really basic questions such as what they wanted to become when they were in high school, their career journey and uh, goal setting methods. In most of the interview, when we talk about these small, uh, very basic topic, something will come up like a situation or a person or a thing that help you direct your uh, career to where you are. Meet Nadine Karaze who is a UCF graduate, joined uh, Advent Health six years ago and uh, has been rising career ladder from an analyst to product owner and now a manager. When you was in high school and college, what you wanted to become, Nadine? So in college, you know, I started out my undergrad like everybody, confused, um, not sure what I wanted to do. It was just all kind of overwhelming at first. Um, I honestly thought I wanted to go into something with radiology. Um, going into UCF, I was really um, proactive in trying to figure out, okay, what was my four years going to look like at UCF? Because I wanted to make sure I didn't waste any time. Um, I've heard, I had heard that, you know, unless you're very strategic with your career path and in college that you may finish within closer to five years. And I was like, okay, I did not want to do that. So I I had in my mind that like, I need to finish within four years. So I was like, how was I going to do that? So I went into the business administration um, and I talked to the folks there. I I got some guidance. Um, I asked them for some quick tips and tricks on how to manage my time the best way I could to make sure I completed my college career in four years. Um, And then with that, of course, I had a lot of questions about what programs are being offered, you know, what curriculums do they recommend? Um, And I just kind of took on a bunch of brochures and started sifting through a bunch of catalogs on different things I could graduate with from UCF. Um, So I I pulled a bunch. I went to to the business center and pulled a bunch of catalogs. And I said, okay, let me just sit down and review all these these um, options and see where my interests kind of directed me. And then over time, I was like, okay, well, I think I want to do something in radiology. Let me see what it takes to pursue that track. Well, then shortly after I made that decision, UCF decided to do a budget cut and they removed that four-year program. So it forced me to go back to the drawing boards, go through the catalogs and see what was the runner-up option. And sure enough, I saw um, something around healthcare. It was it still pertained to healthcare, but it was more of a tech route. So I was like, oh, this piques my interest. It's not very clinical, um, but it is still in the healthcare domain. And I knew I liked something to do with healthcare and tech. So I'm like, all right, let me explore my options. So with that, um, I ne- I honed in on HIM and then healthcare informatics. And so that's kind of what all led to my journey. It was a lot of um, discovery work. It was a lot of patience. You kind of have to trust the process mm-hmm. um, and really just go with your gut and say, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to like this, but I'm going to I'm going to take this on and see what happens. And then over time, I had learned to just trust the process, go ask the right questions, talk to different mentors, people in the industry, um, took those opportunities to intern at the at the hospital, uh, which back in the day, it was Florida Hospital. And mm-hmm. um, through that, I learned a lot. I think getting um, getting as close to those real life experiences as possible while you're in the program is super beneficial because 
then at that point, if you want to pivot or you decide you don't like it or you've changed your mind, you still have the opportunity to do that, right? So that's kind of how I kind of started off my journey. And I think through that, I learned a lot. Um, I learned, okay, I, I actually don't want to be clinical um, by going and doing these interns because I was working at the hospital while I was going to school full time and working. Um, and I just found myself in a situation where I'm like, okay, is this what I want to do? Do I want to be working in the healthcare setting at the hospital? And very quickly did I learn that wasn't for me. So again, I had to pivot. So it's just that constant willingness to adapt and keep charging on um, because it's not going to be perfectly cut and clear and smooth sailing. It's going to be, okay, let's learn about um, some options. Let's dive into that and see what works for me. Um, and so then in a nutshell, I found myself um, working at the hospital and hating it. And so I was like, oh gosh, I I can't graduate with this degree and and then continue on this path of potentially staying within the, the healthcare um, clinical space. So I then again took a step back and I said, all right, what can I do to pivot but not add as much extra time to my college career? So that's mm-hmm. kind of where I landed with healthcare informatics. It was a great, you know, middle ground for me. It was it allowed me to stay in the healthcare space, but it also not be so clinical, but then also um, kind of explore the tech area. So then that's kind of how I landed with that and then finally graduated in something that made sense for me and um, really kicked off my career uh, and making sure that I was going in the right direction. But yeah, as you can see, it wasn't very clear cut. It was a lot of like, for anyone who's listening to this, as you enter college, you know, you, you, the first thing that you pick might not be the thing you land with. And that is perfectly fine. you're going to have to explore it, learn if that's even right for you. Um, And then if you have to pivot, that is perfectly okay. Just trust the process, stick with it and really explore your options. Um, and, and try to be surrounded with people who will help push you and challenge you to get out of your comfort zone a little bit, because that's that's OK, too. And then I think the worst thing to do is to wait for that inspiration or perfect course and subject to to appear and uh, not do anything. No, definitely not. I highly recommend just keep trying new things, even if it's not exactly what you're looking for. You just never know what will come your way and you'll, you'll, you'll even surprise yourself. So um, I learned that worked for me and I'm really glad that I continued going back to the drawing boards, exploring my options and then trying something new. Um, you don't know really sometimes um, until you try. And so I, I do believe in that philosophy and um, over time it'll, it'll work itself out. Just stick with it. This is a great story to tell how many times you change compared to the person who is in high school and trying to think, uh, should I start my college or not? Because I don't, I'm not clear what I want to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, And you really don't know until you get that hands-on exposure. So I highly recommend early on, if you think you have an idea of what you're going into, See what it see what you can to intern, shadow time, whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, connect with um, professionals in that space, get to know people, maybe join some meetups 
some professional network meetups that really gets you that exposure to the world and the reality of it. Because what you study is completely different when you're actually what you're actually doing on the day to day. So it's good to get that exposure sooner than later. Um, that way you're not wasting your time and graduating with something that you're never going to use or apply, which would be a shame because four years is a long time. So how did you get that first job in Advent Health? So I, I didn't mention this, but I did go back to UCF and I went to pursue my master's degree. Um, I just knew that if if I was going to be successful in my journey, um, I would have to continue education and get my master's in healthcare informatics. And what I did to kind of land the position I'm in now is I, I applied all over the place, like many, you know, um, soon to be graduates. And um, just kept putting applications out there. I was doing a lot of networking with um, our, um, our our department within UCF, our internal department. And then I found myself also kind of reaching out to folks that I've met professionally over the years um, through various interns, et cetera, and just kind of reaching out to them directly and seeing if they had any opportunities available. Um, so I, you know, kind of explored a lot of different options. Um, and then one day I applied to Avent Health and I saw that they had an opening and I went in for an interview. They had, they had called me back and I went in for an interview. And of course, this was completely a new domain. Um, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It was with corporate analytics. This was kind of a newer area for me. However, I was quite familiar with it because we had studied um, quite a bit around this area and different business intelligence tools. So um, we had some exchanges go back and forth. And one of my assignments as part of the interview process was to build a dashboard in ClickView using the business intelligence tool at Advent Health at the time. And they were like, we want you to take some data, find some sample data and build out a dashboard. And I was like, okay, um, I have no expertise in this, no skill sets, skill sets in this, and I had to learn it from scratch. Um, I also had to find some random raw data to work with um, to build a dashboard. And so that was kind of my assignment. And I was like, all right, well, this is this is my opportunity to get introduced into the real world with an amazing opportunity with analytics. So I took it on. Um, and Fortunately, I was able to build something after several weeks. They had given me two weeks to put something together. Very simple, but I think they just wanted to see, you know, um, am I willing to self-learn, uh, take initiative and um, see what I can do to um, to collect and kind of transform some data sets and make some meaningful use out of it. Um, and then with that, followed up with some interviews and back and forth exchanges. But I honestly think till this day, what really landed me in this opportunity was just being myself and being true to myself and really allowing myself to just take it all in, maximize your opportunity, and then just be yourself. I, I say that again, because um, believing, believing yourself in, is half the battle and just showing up with confidence and a smile on your face goes a long way. Um, I think what they continually expressed with me, um, I, I could, I kept remembering this. They were like, listen, skill sets are something you can always learn, but a personality is something you can't train anybody. So with the willingness of obviously learning and my hunger to, um, evolve and adapt, 
Um, and then, of course, with a, a hint of the personality aspect, I think that that's what really allowed me to stand out against my um, competitors. And so over time, um, it was just a lot of just it kind of became clear to me. I was like, oh, OK, well, you know what? Sometimes you just have to keep it simple and stick to your foundations. And um, I, I truly believe in just um, ha just having someone to believe in you and then believing in yourself really goes a long way. I'm going to touch more on this part. It's easy yeah. to say um, that know yourself, believe in yourself, but it's really hard to actually do it. And and yeah. and many times you don't even know how, right? Because knowing yourself is not an easy task. You may have to do 10 different activities just to understand who you are. And, and it then, takes time, especially early on in your career, right? You're You're not as confident. You're not really sure what the expectations are. You don't know what kind of questions they're going to ask. So you just, you're just a little overwhelmed, but if you just, um, believe in yourself and know that you can do it, um, mm -hmm. it's nothing that you can't handle. You just have to kind of, and you won't, you won't always have the answers and that's okay. And you just have to have a way to handle that and, and a good follow up to say, listen, I might not know these answers, but I'm going to go home and I'm going to research this and I'm going to come back with, to you with some some answers. So um, just showing that eagerness and hunger um, and dedication goes a long way. So Nadine, from that job to a product owner job, um, yeah. seems like you was enjoying that job. So how how did it occur to you to change? And, and uh, the people who don't know, it's a two different, completely two different domains, right? Um, the one that you was into, and then as a product owner, it was different. Yeah, I mean, so I came from building dashboards. I was I was uh, hired on as a ClickView developer analyst, associate level. I was building dashboards, taking data, transforming them in, into a dashboard that leadership was looking at to make business decisions or help drive different behaviors. Um, and then over time, I had built um, great relationships within the organization and I had realized there was other opportunities in the organization that piqued my interest. And I knew I could develop. However, that that position specifically was a lot more technical. It was a lot more um, less people involved, if you will. It was more me working at the computer and working internally with my um, colleagues, which is fine. Um, but I think for my personality type, I naturally gravitated working with more people, stakeholders. Um, I enjoyed that aspect of the job the most. So I was trying to figure out how can I still stay in the tech space, um, but pivot in a way that really gets me that exposure and working with teams, um, even leading out a team and working closely with the stakeholders. Um, and then I was made aware that the product owner position was, um, that team was was looking to hire. And so um, naturally that piqued my interest and I went ahead and applied to it. And of course, went through the interview process and um, again, stuck to being myself and staying true to myself and believing in myself because I knew again, it's completely a new domain, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's similar, but different because, um, I'm no longer building a dashboard and just sitting at my desk. This, this product role, um, really had me pushing out of my boundaries and my comfort, um, working with software developers, something that I didn't know a whole lot of, but I knew what development was just not at that 
that um, grand scale of, um, you know, building software from beginning to end, right? Um, so it, it definitely had some areas that didn't make me feel very comfortable at first, but, but um, you know, it ended up working out and, and uh, through persistence and the eagerness to just apply um, like learning and, and continuing to push myself out of my comfort zone, I find that that's, that's kind of how you end up excelling. Um, don't ever stay in a comfortable zone, <laughs> if, if that makes any sense. It definitely does. Yeah. So I feel, I find that you grow the most when you're constantly pushing yourself boundaries and taking those risks and seeking opportunity when it comes your way. Um, and so I was like, you know what? This is a new opportunity. Let me just try to go and seize it, see what happens. I have nothing to lose because if it doesn't work out, I'm still doing what I love to do. Um, but if it works out, this is going to be a great growth opportunity for me. And um I get to push myself outside of my comfort zone and, and continue to learn and evolve and see what is the best fit for me. I mean, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. It's continuing to evolve as the years pass. And that is perfectly fine. What you start doing after college is not probably what you're going to end up doing forever. So um, it's a it's a continuing journey that will probably continue to evolve and change, which is perfectly fine. That's so true. And um just like uh, you said before, working outside your comfort zone is another um, a buzzword, but it's really hard to do. And uh, for me, what that means <clears throat> is when you are in job number one and you change to job number two, in my case, uh, becoming a manager or becoming a senior manager, and my senior manager job was completely different domain um, as the previous one the biggest thing that you miss is the gut feeling that you have developed in your job working so many years. And then in this new job, you want to, to run with the same pace on day one and you can, right? Yeah. Um, if you try to, you can act like before. And in, in, in my previous or first time when I became a manager, I was still doing technical heavy activity because that was my comfort zone. Yeah. and uh, giving a review to uh, another team member or uh, there are a bunch of other activities where I was not comfortable but uh, I, I kept running and it's basically focusing on those technical activities or production downtime or you name it right because I was excellent at it so um, that developing that gut feeling takes time and I think for me that was the big thing with each job you develop that in few months, few years, and that's where your actual growth happens. Absolutely, I I truly felt what helped me succeed in my pre in the product owner role was the minute I got comfortable. That's kind of when I know that was the ticking bomb for like okay, you're <laughs> you're getting too comfortable. You're you, you and then you start feeling like you might get complacent, which is something that I truly have to be self-aware of, right? We're human beings. We like comfort. We like to be comfortable, right? Um, right? And the minute you find yourself sitting there and thinking, am I comfortable? Have I, am I getting complacent? Um, that's really when you should be starting to think, okay, I see this coming. I should prevent this from coming. Because if you continue to stay in that space, I think it's a very dangerous space to stay in. Um, you, at least for my personal, um, for, for me personally, when I find, when I have hit that space, 
I try my best to get out of it because I get complacent. I'm, I'm less likely to push my boundaries. I'm less likely to look for opportunities. I'm less likely to grow um, and challenge myself. And I find when I'm challenging myself, that is when growth and success comes shortly after because you're just, you have something in front of you. You're trying to get better at it and, and, and you're working towards something new. Um, and sometimes it's not easy. You're like, okay, well, I've been in this job for three years. That's usually around the timeline, usually between two to three years, I feel like where I start getting a little comfortable somewhere. And at that point, I have to start asking myself, okay, do I want to continue doing this? Yes, maybe not. Um, and if so, how am I going to start pushing the boundaries and start challenging myself to either scale or grow or whatever it is that I'm looking for um, to push myself back out of my comfort zone? And so asking yourself those questions, it starts to, you know, settle in and hit you think and to think, okay, yeah, maybe I am ready for something new. And then through that, you just never know what kind of can of worms you're going to open. Um, and then and then things kind of follow suit. So that's kind of where I found myself um, in the product owner role. I was kind of like, all right, I've been at it for three, three years. And I was I love the work that I was doing. Um, but I was like, well, do I do I see myself continuing this or do am I ready for something new? So sometimes you have to kind of just be real and ask yourself those hard questions. And I don't know if you noticed this or not, but your previous change was three years, three months, and this three change and a half, is yep. three, three Yep, years. usually three years, three and a half years is like my my ticking uh, kind of cue for, hey, um, maybe is this still for you or are you ready to evolve and change it up? And I'm still looking for what I think is going to be the best for me, best fit for me, um, which is why I continually ask myself that question, is this? Do I feel fulfilled? Is this, am I reaching my um, best potential? And if the answer is no, then yeah, I keep kind of digging for something else, but still relevant and still in the same space because I still love what I do. I just need to see what is the best angle for me. And I think that's what my journey has led me to. Of course, the moves that I'm making are somewhat strategic, right? It's not just kind of random and aimless. It's right. it's with some sort of direction. So you have to kind of keep that in, in mind, too, depending on what your goals are. Um, I think one day I see myself in a more um, in a position where maybe I'm managing people or just kind of more on the business strategy side, which is kind of where I'm sitting now. Um, and I and I knew that I needed to understand what it took to get there. Um, so knowing product ownership, product management kind of is the foundation for that. Knowing data and the analytics side of things is just a key foundation layer for product management. So you kind of see how these pieces fit in together. And then now I'm more on the strategy and planning side. So so I know what it takes to to kind of drive a product. I know what it takes to develop a product, um, whether it's failed or succeeded. And then um, now I'm kind of getting the purview of understanding what it takes to strategize and plan um, for any new technology solution. So these pieces are all coming together. And now I get to understand, OK, I know I liked this. I like that. This role is going to introduce. Do I like the strategy and planning side? And if I do, then I'll continue here. If I don't, I might go back to tech development because I also really enjoyed that space. So you don't know, like I said, until you try. But I always say, um, trust the process. It's it's not going to be perfect. 
um, stay consistent, stay persistent, build the right connections. Um, and, and, you know, what's helped me a lot too, is it's getting close with some great mentors, um, whether it be within the organization or outside of the organization that's helped guide me and helped, um, recommend, you know, things and advice in times where I'm not always sure on what to do. It's, it's really good to build, um, those dynamics to help steer you in the right direction and keep you held accountable and keep you motivated to keep going, you know, because sometimes we just have those days where we're just like, what am I doing? I'm not seeing, um, you know, any progress. I don't see that I'm making an impact. And sometimes it just feels like a broken record. So it's really important to have people like that in your life to help um, cheer you on, show that they believe in you so you can continue to believe in yourself and then keep moving forward. A point about the mentor, um, and uh, that's something that uh, has helped me as well um, in my career journey, especially when I feel lost. Uh, I wanted to come back to your job as a product owner, Nadine. Mm-hmm. When you you became a product owner for the scheduling, provider scheduling, we are more responsible to IT and not to the actual data. But for you, you didn't distinguish between what we are responsible for and what we are not responsible for. You took the 100% ownership and you have the contractor working for you to do the data fixing. You have uh, uh, your uh, stakeholder, you have the uh, programmers and everyone, and you became the connecting dot and you made it more stable we ever had. So how did you do that, especially from the mindset perspective, Nadine, that you taking the whole ownership. Yeah. I mean, honestly, going into it, I didn't think I was going to have to do that, but I think what I realized was that at that time we didn't have a lot of ownership, um, over different areas like data governance. Um, and we were solely responsible for technology, but we solely also relied on the data quality um, and integrate integration. So we were, I was kind of found, I kind of found myself in a position where no matter what I did on the tech side to improve the um, consumer experience and experience for our stakeholders, it just never seemed to be enough. Um, so that's kind of when we realized, okay, as a team, we had to kind of put in a process to support many of their pain points around data um, and figure out a way to turn it around quickly so that we could relieve a lot of their pain points and frustrations. Because I think the technology piece was there and it was mostly solid, um, but it was more around getting the provider data correct and um, up to date. And then of course, you know, we we continually wanted to work on improving the user experience from, for our consumers and then um, kind of meeting the business in the middle too with meeting their needs. So intentionally, I, I intentionally didn't start, you know, go in with that plan, but I think what I had learned after building and uh, the relationships that I built with the business, um, it was clear to me that they they needed that support and they needed that help. And I think the only way we were going to be successful with our product was to, um, you know, take it all on and, and make sure that the the data was where it needed to be to kind of help highlight how amazing our tool was. Um, and then of course, taking into consideration the user experience. Um, so doing that consumer research and, and, and appropriately designing a flow that made sense for our consumer. So 
at the end of the day, as a product owner, you're going to be put in situations where you need to make the product successful. And if that means it lives outside of the tech and kind of kind of goes into the operational play, um, I felt like it was my duty to make sure I could um, help play a role in that to improve the whole journey from beginning to end. Um, so, yeah, I think and I think that helps with with success because you're not just looking at it from a one lens view, you're looking at it holistically. Um, and to be a successful product manager and developing a, a product that people are going to use and want to leverage, you have to keep it relevant. You have to keep it user friendly. You have to keep it um, meeting the needs of the consumer and the business. So um, I think that's kind of what contributed to the success of the project. And was it uh, scary in the beginning or at any point that um, um, you you taking this ownership? Uh, yes, it was it was a lot of work, um, many long hours. It was it was worth the sacrifice, though. Um, I truly also loved what I was doing. So I think that helps. Um, but it yeah, it, it was it was a little scary and intimidating at first. As you know, uh, Vinny, our some of our stakeholders can be scary. And so that's kind of where um, the whole believe in yourself, stick with it kind of comes into play in those days where, you know, you don't always have someone to lean on or um, someone to help give you some inspiration. So you're kind of having to lean on yourself and and just um, trust in yourself that it's going to work out and, and, and um, it's OK. <laughs> So uh, due to the time constraint, we will have a second part of this and um, I will proceed to the uh, last two questions. Um, question number one is what your message to the people who want to become a product owner? Well, if they're just coming out of school and, um, you know, hopefully they've been lucky enough to get some um in experience while studying, I would highly recommend um, getting as much exposure with folks in our industry and networking. Um, I also highly recommend some professional meetups within their local area. Um, building the right connections is super insightful. Um, I also think you may build amazing relationships to get potentially even a mentor to help guide you in those times um, that, that you need support. Um, and also kind of get you connected to other folks in the industry that um, you never know when you're going to cross paths with again, that may really make an impact to you in your career. Um, and then stay relevant, read some books um, and uh, really understand the why of what you're doing. Um, and always, always try to get as much exposure with your consumers um, and, and be as hands-on as possible um, when you're thinking about a product. And I, I think in your case, you did this uh, product owner training after uh, coming into this role, right? Not before. Yep. Yep. That's true. And I, I think the becoming a certified product um, owner is super helpful. You learn a lot of great content and then think of ways of how to apply it um, definitely helps with with that. But I definitely think um, networking and getting that real life exposure is going to be your best bet. Um, and yeah, I think while you're in, if you're in school or just coming out of school, um, reach out to people in your industry or meetups and, and stay connected. Message to the audience and my audience is the people who are in the early career, uh, two to five years, and then also the people in the college. Uh, but uh, uh, what you what you message to those? 
my message is stick with it. Trust the process. Um, stay true to yourself. Um, and just stay persistent. It's not going to be easy. It might even be a lonely journey for a while, uh, but it will pay off. And just always remember the why, um, because sometimes you're going to find yourself in situations where you're like, I am burnt out. I'm stressed. I don't know what I'm doing and why I'm doing this, but it'll all be worth it at the end um, when things start coming to fruition and coming together. So it will work out um, and just just keep keep an open mind and keep your options open. Another key thing I would say to, to the folks listening to this is surround yourself with people who are going to help, you know, root you on and cheer you on um, and really think about your influences around you. It, it's a huge contributor to, I think, a lot of my successes. When I looked around and I have a strong family support foundation, friend circle and just professionals around me that inspire me and motivate me, it just kind of helps keep you going on those times where just things are getting tough. So always, always um, surround yourself with those who influence you to be the best version of yourself, um, whatever that looks like to you. When we will meet next time, we'll be talking about goal setting, time management. Yes, those are key, key components to being successful. So that sounds great, Vinny. All right. Thank you so much, Nadine. All right. Thank you. Take care.